Pardon my green tea sip there. And That's okay. And exhale. Like it was I'm just, really something special. <laughs> I'm just uh, enjoying nature's tea. Is that, water. Is that, oh, I was going to ask if that was code for piss, but thanks for clarifying. No. no. I don't drink pee. So. <laughs> I thought it was like 30 Rock Sun tea or something. No. You got to... You gotta be clear with me, Logan. Sorry. Who drinks water? Sorry, dude. Oh man. Uh, so, uh, I I have to get into a frame of mind where I can talk about um, I don't know anything normal. Uh, I just finished up watching uh, an anime. Uh, series. Well, I haven't finished the series, but it was on the recommendation of a guy from work, and it's great. Well, it's great, but it is twisted, man. So, like, what is it? It's called Dead Man Wonderland. Okay. I mean, it's it's messed up. Yeah. Like, I haven't felt like kind of that taken aback by an anime since I first saw Akira when I was in middle school. Wow. I mean, I'm not saying it's like that caliber. It's good, uh-huh. but it, it just kind of threw anime me. can anime can be pretty. Um... I don't know, like tr- socially transgressive, I guess. Like, you like don't expect what's gonna happen, you know, things yeah. to happen that happen because it's just like so f- so foreign. It's like a, you know, it comes out of this other culture that you just, I don't know. I always I always feel kind of um, kind of displaced when I watch anime. Well, and then there's the, I mean, the divinity school education just ruining yet another experience for me. <laughs> Because, you can't help but sit and analyze the whole thing. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's it's like uh, it's not even thematic. It's like um, like social, like oh, mm-hmm. the the clearly adult woman is speaking like in a little girl's voice and infantilization and blah yeah, blah, right. blah 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 divinity talk talk talk, and right. I can't just enjoy something that's clearly misogynistic and. I feel like that's been <laughs> taken from me. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. I, I don't yeah. know. No, I think you know? uh, I think you're probably right. It probably is good. I can't just yeah. freely enjoy that without questioning it at all. Yeah. Yeah, that whole... Um, Thanks, Divinity uh, what, School. What would you call it? Um, sexy Baby Voice? Yes. Uh, is which what, what movie is that from? Uh, uh, in, in a, a world. world. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, yeah. Solid movie, good good movie. Everybody should check that one out. I think it's on Netflix. Um, it is, and Amazon and, uh, and all the other ones. But man, I, I hear that every now and then. I'm just like, ah, oh, it's just so grating and awful for so many reasons. Well, it is, and uh, I mean, just, you combine just from it with an, uh, so, Go yeah. ahead. What? Yeah. I, 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 combine it with the vocal fry, and it's the worst thing ever. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Oh, I mean, just yeah, man. just just like from an aesthetic point of view, you know, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, just, just the like kind of musicality of it is, is awful. Um, and then you add in like all the social ramifications of it too. And like why it exists, you know? And, oh yeah, um, for sure. Well, and it's, uh, it also, so there's this problem I have though, where, and this is divinity school again, just like wrecking my simple life. Um, and what I want to be a simple brain, but, uh, 
I was actually I was listening to somebody on the radio. This was either today or yesterday. I can't remember, but uh, she was a professional of some kind talking about uh, the gay marriage events in in Alabama, and uh, she was mm-hmm. like, you know, this representative for like this legal action or whatever, and she had the sexy baby voice plus plus vocal fry, and oh. I was just like, how. I, I want to take you seriously because I recognize that you have to be qualified and good at your job to be in this position that you're in, but I can't. I can't take you seriously right now. No, no. And then I feel, uh, and then I feel like a, you know, a, just a sexist monster. Well, yeah, you know? I know. I know. But that's kind I of mean, the point I, of that movie, right? Ex- at the end, well, it is. I, it is. Like, it totally is. You know, she's wanting them to and, retrain their voice so that they can be taken seriously, which is problematic. But hey, <laughs> I don't. This is this is dangerous. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean that that voice, that that affectation, is a. I mean, you have to practice that. I think. <laughs> I mean, it's not like. People don't just talk like that, you know. It's a it's an affectation that you sort of have to you sort of have to study, and and I, so I mean it, it's one thing like if somebody has a lisp or a stutter or whatever, you know. I mean there are things you can you can do about that to a certain extent, but leave society. It's not, it, yeah, I mean you can go to a speech therapist or whatever, you know. But but it's not like something that you like put on you know Mm -hmm. it's not like part of like a character that you're playing um and so that like i I have a little more um charity for but sexy baby voice it's like god i mean come on just speak like a woman you know i I don't know i (laughs) well i guess you to figure that out i guess you'd have to let i don't know i guess you'd have to go to the origin of it like try to figure out when that started what yeah. was it encouraged was it just nobody saying anything like I, yeah kind of the origins of that voice would fascinate me how that i mean it it definitely gets encouraged by right it, it definitely it definitely is encouraged by a certain type of guy oh yeah for sure who, who likes it you know i mean it wouldn't exist if it didn't get if it didn't get a um a reaction you know you're right um, you're right and I guess, you know, for that reason, it has a certain kind of legitimacy or whatever, but... A currency. Um, yeah, currency, right. And, and um, <laughs> but the guys who like that are, like, mega jerks, you know? Like, <laughs> these are the wrong guys. These are the wrong guys to be going after, so... I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of... I don't have a lot of charity for it. It's like... I don't know. I probably should have more, but oh well. Uh, I feel like we have to spend our limited charity on other things. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> there are other there are other things that I can that I can There's... be a better person about than that. It's <laughs> only so much of the charity wallet. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Oh man. Uh-huh. So, Speaking of which, yeah, you were saying that. Um, you're saying that uh, you're a little annoyed with uh, other other people lately because oh, of uh, yeah. Yeah. something you've been running into? Yeah, I've definitely had uh, 
I haven't had a whole lot of charity for strangers lately. Um, uh-huh. So uh, a few years ago, um, I, uh, I finally got my uh, driver's license switched over from Alabama to Tennessee. I had been living here long yeah. enough and, and knew I wasn't leaving, so I made that switch. And at the time, um, I ended up having to wait at the DMV uh, for about four hours. And so uh, I made a conscious decision to take the stupidest picture possible. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, it's, uh, a, it's the greatest. It's the greatest. I just, I just have to say to everyone, to everyone listening, it is the greatest thing that I've ever seen. I mean, I, that's not an overstatement. It is the greatest. Anyway, continue. I've been very proud for it to be my legal tender. You know. Yeah. Uh, in my time in this state. Um, but for so many years, that's, you know, I hand my ID to someone uh, at a bar or whatever, and um, and that's what gets noticed. I, <laughs> I have my, I have the bartender just stop and look at it for a little while because it's just so patently ridiculous. Um, yeah. And that gives me joy. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it is. It's a uh, wonderful thing. So I'm used to people noticing that, and that is a it's a source of happiness for me. But lately, and and I'm not just talking like one or two times. We're we're approaching double digits here. Mm. Uh, that I've gone to a concert or gone to a bar or whatever. It's some place where I would have to show my ID, mm-hmm. and the person looks at it for a while, and then and then they comment on. Um, First, it leads into, oh, I see your license is expiring soon. Uh, oh. And I say, yeah, I know. I know. Oh, it's going to be a big one, huh? 30. <laughs> uh, so you're dying soon, huh? I am. It's the end. That's the end of life. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hit the wall, and uh, I don't know. See you guys later, I guess. Just On the other side. Over. Yeah. Um, I'm going to lose my ability to talk to millennials. And yep. whatever the younger ones are. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about the other day. There's, there's no name yet for the, for the whippersnappers under the millennials. Can we call them the whippersnappers? <laughs> the whippersnapper generation, sure. Let's bring Let's it back. It. Um, yep. I, I don't know. Just we could call them the I don't care about yous. Um, that would work for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not a socially conscious thing to say. Uh, no. So anyway. Um, yeah, and and I can't. It took me a while to pinpoint why that annoys me so much, um, uh-huh. because I've always been one of those people that that thought I did not care about getting older, right? Like, right. You know, I didn't care about my age. I mean, if it were up to me, I would never celebrate my own birthdays. People end up doing that for me because they're, you know good people uh yeah i'm not a good person so it's not something i want to pay attention to for other people or myself but uh yeah i won't argue with that yeah not a good person Uh, that's true thanks um Uh i mean you know (laughs) maybe my my like unexplainable rage towards these people who comment on my (laughs) upcoming 30th birthday is like pretty good evidence of that um but yeah it's uh, i mean I've always been the guy that's like, oh, you know, um, 
I'm finding gray hairs in my beard. This is awesome because I can't wait for it to be like straight Gandalf white. You know, right? It, yeah. So, so this idea of growing been, older. Yeah, and I, I've been similar. I think. I. I mean, like, part partly, I think that I I never cared about getting older because I was. 22 you know, or 24 or whatever, you yeah. know, and now I'm 29 and like 30 is right there. And you're like, Oh man, I am going to be 30, you know? And I, I understand that like somebody who listens to this, who is 60 is going to think like you guys are idiots, but sure. um, I, I mean, wouldn't argue, granted, I don't argue right. with that. Yeah. I don't argue with that assessment. Right. So, um, but um, you know, it's uh, until it sort of faces you, I think it's easy to be sort of um, dismissive of of age or whatever. Uh, anybody who knows me will know that I'm pretty bald. Um, I I think I started going bald when I was like mm, probably 21. I mean, even 22. if even if they don't know you, they can hear it in your voice. Um, you can, they can. You can. Tell yeah, they can hear. They can hear the weight weight of the world on my shoulders. I'm sure. <laughs> So, That's how you know you're and, bald on the inside and the outside. Yeah, and I mean, I I've got some gray. Increasingly, I have gray in my beard. The other day, I found, I found, I got out of the shower, and I found two gray chest hairs. Oh, um, that's gray. I mean, the bell's not, tolling, sir. Oh, hey, and here's the other thing I didn't realize. So, like, I'm a I'm a pretty hirsute gentleman, and so I have chest hair all over, and but then but the but the gray chest hairs are like longer. They're like they're like they're like going off into the frontier. No, like this, past the other hair. This past makes total the other sense. hair. I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's because they have like wisdom or whatever. But like <laughs> they're, they're like ready to like leave the. They're leave scouting the for the patch. other hair. I, I guess yeah. They're scouting ahead <laughs> for the rest who are gonna be gray soon anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So <clears throat> you know it's um. That, but but when I when I found this hair, I was a little upset. I was like, "Son of a bitch, gray chest hair," you know. And the the bald thing, I don't look at myself that often, and I'm not completely bald. Like I have I have hair on top of my head. I keep it really short. Um, but then when I see a picture of myself and like the light is hitting the top of my head, I look <laughs> completely completely bald. And I I always like turn to Elizabeth, my wife, and I'm like. This is what I look. This is what I look like. <laughs> this is who you. Like, this is what to? I look like. It's awful. I feel terrible for her. She's married to this chubby bald guy. You know, it's like, oh god. So anyway, no, I, I, I'm totally with you. Yeah, I'm totally with you on the, um, on the sort of being dismissive of old age, and then it sort of then you have to face it, and it's like a totally different thing. Yeah, but. exactly. And and you know, um, my brother is is. Uh, significantly older than me um because you were in an accident uh well yeah parents they they keep saying that it was a plan and i just keep not believing it year after year so uh there's no way i'm sorry like 12 years apart every birthday 12 years every apart. birthday you're every birthday your mom calls you up and you're like she's like now mark remember we love you and i just mutter i know what you did <laughs> that's right um you know it's a lie. That's fine. Um, yeah, it's okay. I I appreciate the the sentiment that mm-hmm. behind the lie. So that's okay. Um, but it, when he hit thirty, uh, 
it really bothered him. It really bothered him. And I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, how stupid. And I thought, yeah, exactly. What an awful, terrible, handsomest, ripped firefighter guy you are. (laughs) That's right. I forgot he's a firefighter. That's awesome. That he's like a million times better than me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. That's fine. My mom reminds me of that, too, when she calls uh, on those birthdays. Yeah. Well, I was talking to your firefighter brother, and he said, <laughs> "That's not true, Mom. If you, like, she doesn't listen to this. That's fine. Uh, if you are listening to this, I, that's a joke. I don't, I don't mean that. Um, yeah. But no, I remember it really freaking him out, and and I remember thinking how dumb that was for somebody to get mm-hmm. freaked out over that. And I've thought that consistently until a bunch of random assholes started saying <laughs> stuff about my driver's license." And right. my upcoming 30th birthday. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I think I really am kind of facing it for the first time. I actually had a great talk. The last person to say something to me about it, it won't be the last, just the last that has had a chance to <laughs> say very, something about it. The last conversation I had on Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was uh, 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 I went up to the bar the other day to watch uh, the Preds game because uh, mm-hmm. I am scrooge and i don't want to pay for cable so i went up there to watch the preds game and she looked at it and and made the same kind of comment like oh 30th coming up i said yep that's what it says and uh just trying to hold back and uh and she said well you know uh i just had mine just had my 30th i said Mm. okay all right well uh you know how'd you deal with it and she said oh not well um (laughs) and she was just like i thought everything was cool and then she said and the 30th birthday hit and she said and i was in shambles all day (laughs) and she said i was like wouldn't leave the house couldn't go out and she said eventually my friends they got me out i had a good time the 30th birthday was salvaged she's like but i had to like walk through the dark first (laughs) and and so i figure yeah i figure that's you know, I'll just follow that. That's what you're facing down. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I can, uh, <laughs> I feel like, you know, facing just an abject day of sadness is, is that's amateur league. That's Bush league. Has it, has it occurred to you that your, uh, unique, your, your unique identification is what's bringing on these, um, what's br- bringing on these, uh, these comments because like my ID, like there's nothing special about it. I hand it over. They look at the date, you know, real quick and, and then they give it back. But your ID, they're like sitting there and they're dwelling on it, you know? So are you, they're like, I feel like you're trying to get at that. What they see is a picture of a man child and they think yeah. he's got a I world mean, of hurt at, coming on this 30th birthday. <laughs> and they're like, how old is this? How old is this guy with this like crazy picture and you know and and then they're studying the picture and they're like this is a this is a funny you know this is a funny picture or whatever and then they look over at the date and they look back and forth from the date to the picture you know like no one else is getting their getting their um driver's license studied as much as you are I feel like that's uh, fair so may, so, so I, I brought, brought this brought, on myself I think you okay. brought it upon yourself okay yeah. all right I can buy that yeah you know um so uh, <laughs> Well, uh, um, speaking of, about, you know, bringing 
terrible things upon yeah. myself. Um, yeah. I feel like we need yeah, to I'm talk. Excited to, I'm excited to talk about this. I know. I feel like we need, we will not feel like, I know we have to talk about the reaction of one of my yeah. latest pieces on the internet. So let me, let me set this up if you don't mind. Sure. Um, go ahead. So, uh, and you can correct me if I go or I or off the path or whatever. Um, so, um, Mark, uh, wrote a piece about, um, I guess, uh, the box office numbers, um, comparing American Sniper, um, and Selma, which is a story about Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and it first appeared on Ministry Matters where, where Mark is a editor. Um, and then, uh, shortly thereafter it got picked up by, um, Sojourners, which is kind of a progressive Protestant Christian um, magazine? Is that how you describe it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could probably throw in evangelical there too. I mean, that's kind of Jim Wallace's whole deal as being... Oh, I didn't I didn't realize it was evangelical. Okay. Well, um, I mean, it's not strictly, but that's kind of his his thing is he tried, okay. you know, several years ago to start shaping the, the progressive evangelical Sure, identity. sure. Okay. So this is his. Yeah, theme. so so um they picked it up and uh Sojourners has like what like 200,000 hits a month or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Which is a, you know, decent sized website. Yeah, it really is. Um yeah. and uh I mean it pales in comparison to like Huffington Post or something where they have like 2 million hits a month. But, <laughs> yeah. Um you know, but it's a lot, you know, it's a big site. So, um, so it's, it was sort of, um, I've never been so close to something, um, something as successful as this on the internet, um, or really at, at all, but, but the internet in particular. So it was really interesting to see the way that people reacted to it. And Mark, you might want to say. I guess I'll let you say now. Sort of like, what was the main thrust of your um, of your piece? Sure, and and I should say too, like that. I was. I've never been this close to anything either. This was kind of my my first big piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my first thing to really be picked up by a larger site. I mean, beginning to write for Ministry Matters was already a big deal for me because that was a bigger stage right. than than where I'd been writing previously. Uh, and, and and so this was you know even a step up from that so um, in terms of sheer views so uh, this was all new to me too the thing about the internet is that you realize um, that it's full of just like a seething uh, just kind of murmuring groundswell of hate. <laughs> sure. Uh, you yeah. you know that in the back of your mind, like you you get that about it. Um, it's something that everybody who spends any amount of time on the internet just kind of understands. Uh, uh-huh. But when it turns on you, it's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So say what your say what your piece is about first. Yeah. So my piece, uh, like you said, uh, it started off by looking at box office numbers for American Sniper, which if, you know, if you're not following that kind of numbers news, it's huge. Um, it blew previous records for this time of the year, um, out of the water. 
and then it went beyond that and just blew normal records out of the water. Um, and no one expected no one expected that from this movie at all. Like no, I mean, no. sort of like the cultural centers of America, New York and Los Angeles, you know, like weren't interested in a movie about a sniper. So they didn't think that it would do well. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, have you been to South Dakota? Like, <laughs> it's going to do awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I know. I mean, as soon as I saw the first trailer for that movie, I just thought, oh, everybody that I ever grew up with will, uh, you know, just be... Flock to it. They will. Yeah. You know, they'll be fighting to get a seat. Um, right. So, yeah, it wasn't a surprise to me that it blew up, but it was a surprise to the movie community, the Hollywood community. This, these were huge numbers. Nobody expected um, right. So I'm comparing that. I started comparing that with, or started thinking about that, and looking at the box office numbers for Selma, which are surprisingly low for not only that movie coming right out around Martin Luther King Jr. Day, mm-hmm. like that should have. Give, I mean, it did give it a boost in the end, but not not what they expected, and and it, it it's. I know that it's not. It, I know it's getting an Oscar snub, but it's an Oscar-worthy flick. Yeah. So you would think that it would at least have some decent numbers, but right. But the numbers were low. So anyway, so I started thinking about those two, and and I knew that you couldn't do a lot of direct comparison. I said that in the article. This is very important that I said that in the article. <laughs> you, you said a lot of things in the article. I did that, didn't that nobody read. Um, yeah. But they talked about it anyway. We'll get to that. Uh, Right. So, so I said, um, you can't really compare these two apples to apples, but it's a interesting place to start a conversation on what Americans want to see and why they want to see it and how that speaks to their ethic, what they find important. Um, right. And so I kind of went on to say, I, I, as someone who has to follow religious news for a living and has written about it for years and um, and all of that, I see so much more groundswell support behind a guy who shoots people in the face than, uh, you know, one of our arguably modern day prophets. And so, yeah. So I felt like there was, I felt like I had a good argument and mm-hmm. I wrote it out as best I could. And said, maybe we need to examine our priorities uh, in the Christian community, and, and maybe we should have a conversation about that, and 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 see what kind of Christianity we're actually choosing. That's how I tied it all up. Well, right. and and let me <laughs> let me just under let me just underline this. At no point do you say that one movie is more Christian than another. Nope. And at, at no point do you say that. Uh, Going to see one movie or another movie um, makes you more Christian or makes you a good or a bad Christian. Correct. You, you never even you really never even imply that. No. Um, I mean, what what you say is that that this gives us an opportunity to analyze what American Christianity is. Yes. Pop in a popular sense. Yes. Right. And um, there's a that's a not such a subtle distinction um, between what you what you just explained and what I said you didn't say. Uh-huh. But what I just said you didn't say is what seventy five percent of the people <laughs> who commented on the movie 
liberal and conservative yeah took from took from your piece correct uh yeah now i do i do have to say that the title was what what um american sniper or selma how christian is your movie choice yes i mean that's that's clickbait you know i uh, mean hey i'm not denying it. it it is um but i think people read that and immediately assumed what your argument was and then started commenting oh i know that's what they did uh yeah. because i'm gonna say i'm gonna be conservative here and say that a solid 50 percent of the comments and i got a lot people <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just say i mean on this on the sojourners um uh facebook page there was i mean there were maybe like 160 shares maybe more than 400 likes yeah and i don't know over 100 comments a lot of comments yeah i mean it really not it was it's not like something you know, some the New York Times will put something up, and it's like 1.2k or something yeah. like that comments. Sure. You know, but so there were few enough comments that I could sit down and read all of them. Yeah. But and there were, but enough so, that it was like incredible. And there were comments for there for something that like for something that like my buddy wrote. <laughs> you know, there were comments there. There were comments directly on the Ministry Matters website where it was posted first. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then there were lots of comments written in. Uh, so anyway, between all of those 50% at least, and this is mm-hmm. not talking about is like you said, this is not a, a liberal versus conservative reading of the article distinction. This is all the comments together. Yeah. Yeah. A solid 50% of them started out making comments and asking why I thought X or Y about a certain issue that I had directly addressed in the article. So I know for yes. a fact they didn't read it all. Right. Or any of it. I don't know if they read any of it, but I know for a fact they did not read it all. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't surprise me. I know that's the internet. Um, yeah. You know, of course people are going to just comment on a headline they read. I know that they're going to do that. But it's, it was still kind of baffling how many I felt like did that um oh it's amazing i mean i I mean i've read i've read before i can't remember where i read it but there's this piece about like how how many people get a certain percent into an article mm -hmm. before they before they close it and it's like i mean it's really like it's like 95 percent stop in the first five percent of the article they read like a paragraph or less and then wow. they close it um and the amount that get to the very to the end of any article on the internet any article is minuscule i mean really almost nothing oh that's sad. um <laughs> so like then we wonder like why nobody reads disembodied beard because like <laughs> all of our everything we put up like sort of demands that you read the entire thing you know? To be fair, I don't think at this point we're really wondering why people don't read Disembodied Beard. No, we know why. And I mean, to be fair, like, don't jump ship because you think you're, like, reading a, a not very popular website. Like, you know, I, I mean, we, we are growing. We yes. had our most popular month last month, in large part because of the because of the uh, Sojo piece. So, yeah. you know, um, but um, it's just so disheartening to, like, know that, that nobody gets to the – nobody, like – 
reads almost anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but hundreds of people are commenting on this stuff, and none of them are reading it. Mm-hmm. But like, I th- I don't think I believed that so many people aren't reading the links that they click on the internet. Sure. Yeah, but then you sit there and get a pile of proof. Um, yeah. And 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 that was what was most frustrating to me. It wasn't. Um, I mean, I was very. Um, uh, you know, I felt very grateful uh, because I didn't know that I wasn't an American, um, and <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that I wouldn't last a day in Navy SEAL training. Um, oh, really? I I knew that. I I already knew that. Well, I, see, that was I, I, about you and myself. <laughs> no, but I didn't know. I thought I thought, you know what? I can probably do it. I can probably yeah. become a SEAL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, but now I know I don't. Or I can't, because uh, somebody told me. Um, well, I guess that's a good thing to know, yeah. Well, I, I said it was grateful, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> so, to know that. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Uh, to, uh, I, got, um, I got Jesus side jumped, um, <laughs> uh, which is when somebody says, why are we arguing about something so trivial when... There are so many more important matters that Christ calls us to. Um, I got that a lot. What? Yeah. Uh, like what? Uh, you know, like, I don't know, Kirk Cameron movies? Did he want me to talk about uh, those instead? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, no, man. I mean, it was really, it was, it was a, um, it, it, the spectrum of comments was, was hilarious. Um, why didn't you write about the thing? Why didn't you write about the thing that I think you should write about? What? Why didn't you write about the thing? Like that's what that is. It's like, yeah. how come you didn't talk about the thing that I th- thought you should talk about, Mark? Uh, it's like, well, I'll ask you next time, lady. Gosh. Yeah. I. I mean, yeah. The. It was. It was staggering. It was staggering, and yeah, and just all over, exactly what you said. This. This type of. Christianity that was just it was assumed from both sides you know yeah what I should be thinking or what I should be saying and and all the thanks for sneezing in the middle of my thought dog um hey man if Palmer if Palmer doesn't make a an an appearance on the podcast it's not a podcast I totally agree I moved his water out of the room so that's not going to be a problem anymore uh but I can't I can't chip away at it slowly I can't stop the sneezing uh but um, yeah. So that it was just it was really interesting to see people so infuriated over, over that um, in such an uninformed way. Um, right. So, um, I mean, I think it's kind of terrifying. I mean, I'm the type of person who um, I never read comments on the internet. Um, oh, I don't either. Which has made it so interesting now that I'm a mod. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I I never read comments. I think they're, I think they're a sign of sort of our culture's demise. <laughs> um, you know, they give me really bad anxiety. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes me angry and it makes me feel like gives me like shortness of breath. I I just have like a real visceral reaction to some to some of the the way that people sort of carry out discourse online. Um, and so I always avoid it, but in this case I couldn't help. I mean, it was like watching a car wreck, you know, I, I couldn't help, but, um, go and check it out because 
because like I said, I've never been so close to like that much internet fame, I guess. Um, and it's scary because, because I crave that kind of, I mean, you don't put up your own blog, <laughs> right? Like you don't put up your own blog without, unless you, yeah, without just unless the you sort of desire. Yeah. I mean, unless you sort of crave, like I want, you know, several thousand people to read what I think. Well, sure. Okay, just, yeah. I don't know why it's probably cause I don't know why it's, it's a lot of psychological stuff, but it's just, you know, I think it's natural and. Um, but if it's going to come with that, oh man, you sort of have to like second guess. Oh yeah, you do. That desire. Or, I mean, what I would have to do is if I ever had something that popular, um, which, you know, who knows, who knows if that'll ever happen. I would just have to, I, it would be really hard, but I'd have to stay away. I'd have to stay away from the comments entirely. No, um, I get that. Because I think it would just, it would drive me crazy. I would want to respond to people, you know, um, and engaging with people on the, on the internet is like, you have to be a, you have to be a fool, you know, to, to do it. So. Yeah. There's never a win. No, there's no way to win. It's impossible. Yeah. Even though even winning in, is the point. Even in, <laughs> yeah. Even in like heavily moderated forums, like, um, like subreddits and stuff like that that have that have really like tight controls on on you know discourse and the way people talk to each other. Sure. Um, even there, I, I've had pretty pretty bad experiences and just like had my day ruined because I was in an argument with some stranger. You know. <laughs> but so it was it was a fascinating it was really a I mean sort of vicariously it was a really fascinating experience. Yeah, and. Uh, like I said, it was so interesting to be at the heart of it. And I, I got to tell yeah. you, though, now it's like chasing the dragon. I want it again. You want it back. I want it again. Um, yeah, I can see that. You know, but I think you and I respond a little differently to that. Well, if the number, I think you're better at it than I am. If the, if the number of angry people who were writing in were seeing the glee on my face... <laughs> you love it yeah i did i was just like oh this is look what i did <laughs> I poked the bear i did yeah i mean it's like that look that a kid gives you like they turn around and they've smeared paint yeah. all over the wall and they just yeah, look right. at you you know yeah it's that it's that oh yeah I, look what i did you're you're so gotcha. mad <laughs> That's funny. So, speaking yeah. of uh, outrage Christianity topics, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, I had some outrage over. Uh, it was some religious outrage recently, and uh, it was today, and and uh -huh. I kind of wanted to write a screed about it, but then luckily we were recording, and so we could just talk about it. Um, yeah. So, down in uh, Columbia, which is. Uh, about 30 minutes south of Nashville. Um, so the news stories have been kind of swirling lately that they wanted to build this domestic violence shelter for women and children um, in this neighborhood in Columbia. And the neighborhood has completely, not completely, but a majority of the neighborhood has banded together to try and stop the building of this shelter. It's a domestic abuse shelter, right? Yes. And yeah, that's important to know. <laughs> it is. 
And the reasons for it are just appalling. Yeah. They are just appalling. Um, and I felt such, I guess it was from, I mean, you can't really separate it. I started to think, why am I, I mean, I knew why I was upset, but when, and when that happens, when that strikes and it's that visceral, I kind of like to stop and think, why really am I so upset? It it could Mm -hmm. be for a good reason. I just want to know. Um, and this one like really came out of like a sense of religious conviction. Yeah. And I don't have that so much anymore. Right. But this like, man, this flared up hard. You had people talking about like, we don't want this thing here because of our property values. Um, yeah. Well, and, and what I think what they're building, what they've done is they, there's a neighborhood, there's a empty sort of development within the neighborhood and, and they're not, and they're not building like a office building that says domestic abuse center on it. They're building houses in a neighborhood and those houses just look like private houses because the whole point of a domestic abuse center um, shelter is f- that it is invisible. Yes. That it, like it, has, it has to be invisible. Yeah. So that women, and let's face it, it's women, so that women can get away from abusive men and that those men can't find them. That's important. Yes. Because um, a lot of times those women end up dead when they run away from abusive men. Yeah. So they're built. They're not building – you know, a skyscraper or a chemical plant or something like that. They're building houses mm-hmm. that women are going to live in with their little kids. And they have to live there because otherwise they might die. Yeah. <laughs> or, or get the shit beat out of them. But you know? think of the property values, Logan. But think of the property values. Well, and, uh, you know. And it was that and it was – that wasn't the only, I mean, that was the comment that just kind of made my stomach lurch, but right, yeah. it wasn't just that. It was, um, you had several comments about, we don't want this in our neighborhood because it's going to increase like, you know, crime and increase all these police, police presence, police presence and, yeah. and, and so they just, they weren't having it. One of the worst things was that a woman who works for the shelter where it currently is, um, who works for this domestic violence abuse center, mm-hmm. lives in that neighborhood and also didn't want it. In the that is the most, that is the most baffling thing about the entire, I, right? Because like I skimmed the article, and then I sort of read it more carefully, and I was like, "What? She works for?" It's called New Hope or New Beginnings or whatever. And Good Hope, I don't know. It has a hope name. It does have and, a hope name. Right. And she, she works for them. She lives in the neighborhood and she doesn't want it there. And like for for one second I thought like, well maybe, I mean does she know something that the rest of us don't know about the way this thing is going to run or the way they tend to run or whatever. But then I thought like, no, she just must be an idiot. Like <laughs> why does she work there? Right? If she has if she has such little regard for like the mission of the organization. Yeah, and if for a person to be in that position to work for the organization. Yeah. And to still see 
the the battered victims that you serve as that beneath you as to not deserve shared space with you like you don't right. you shouldn't have that job anymore no what do, i mean what did her supervisor say like what what is her boss going to say when she wakes up and reads the article or sees it on tv or whatever and like oh debbie or whatever her name was thinks that we shouldn't build this I, I don't know it or maybe she just has an axe to grind she wanted it to be somewhere else and i don't know it's really strange it was very strange. really weird of course in that yeah. case uh and i read a, a few articles on it to try to you know try to get some some varying perspectives um, uh-huh. the thing that was the saving grace was the comment section yeah, interestingly enough, that's funny. Yeah, because you had a couple of people from the neighborhood that was like, look, nobody heard our side of the story, but we are totally okay with having this here. Yeah, one guy said he's he was 100% fine with it. That was my dog um, jumping up on the bed. So. <laughs> Good deal. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, one guy, one guy said he was 100% fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, and and then you had yeah. another woman that was like, you know, I live in that neighborhood, and um, I'll take that woman's job if she doesn't want it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <You know>? that's right. <laughs> Which was so brilliant. Um, yes. Oh. Yeah, but it, I, I don't know that. That's the kind of thing you can get upset about on the internet, people. That you can get upset about. Yes. That. Exactly. You can write exactly. comments that. I mean, heck, I would even overlook petty proof you know biblical proof texting for that i'd overlook it i i'd I'd give it a slide i'd give it a pass right i mean there is a um there is a a a way that comments can add to can add to reporting can add to the value of like of a post you know on the internet but it's so Um, rare it is. It's so rare that it almost would be better if it doesn't. If it didn't exist. Yeah, you know? and, and and I get, I I get that people want the ideal in that situation, which mm-hmm. if you could get those helpful, engaged, informed comments, if everybody was doing that, that could be a great thing, um, and I could see why a website would crave that. And, mm-hmm. and want to give that a chance. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, I would love that on the beard if we had even just a few people, you know, even just like 10 people who sort of liked to talk to each other based on stuff that we had posted. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. It would be cool. But I think more often than not, it would sort of devolve into awful, awfulness. Well, the, you, know? you know, that's... I feel like that's the way that it it pretty much has to go because while I don't know while the internet has democratized um, uh, giving people access to information and has democratized giving people a voice, it it's never going to democratize being informed. <laughs> You know, or just civility. Or no, you know. yeah, manners. <laughs> it's not just plain old, not even civility. Yeah, just plain old manners. Yeah. Plain old, like the manners your mom taught you when you were five. You know. I just want to say just out the window. I just want to say right here for a couple of guys who were fretting about age and gray hairs 
and now we're sitting here harping on people how they don't have enough manners. We're just <laughs> like right. we're old men. We are. I mean that. I've been like that forever, though, man. It's just my personality. I know. Just, I'm right there I was with you. Probably since I was probably in fourth grade. <laughs> oh man. Well, I feel yeah. like we've done a lot of outrage, and that's good. Um, uh, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, Maybe we could kind of wrap up just talking about um, kind of what we've been into this week and, and what kind of uh, – if there's anything like in the news that's that's kind of gotten you excited or relates to a hobby or anything like that. Anything you're doing, reading, uh, watching that's kind of cool. I just read this thing. Uh, what's the website? What's the – Scribbed? Is that Scrib- how you say it? Scribbed. 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 S C R I B D. Um, they've unveiled a Netflix for comics, um, so it's sort of like a subscription model, uh, That's right. and you get unlimited access to, I think, like ten thousand comic books. It's something like that. Um, it's um, for you comic people. It's uh, which I am one of um, sitting on the table next to me is uh, a couple of trades of Chew which is a great comic from Image. Yeah, I've heard that's great. Yeah, it's great. Um, um, but it, this doesn't give you everything. It's not it, – it, it's more like it, – it, it is what it says, that it's a Netflix for comics. Um, you have, yeah, so, you have so comic you're, you're going to get some – Which is your iTunes right. for comics. But, yes, exactly. But this so, is your Netflix, so, so you, it's limited. So it's limited. I mean the publishers that they have lined up are Marvel, um, which is – you know, one of the big two. Yeah. Um, DC is not a part of it, which is fine with me because I don't like DC titles for the most part. I like Batman. I was about but to outside say, of Batman, the I'm, only thing that I care about is is Batman. So. Right. Outside of Batman, I'm not really interested. Um, and then um, Archie, which I really don't care about, and then uh, Valiant, which is kind of an indie indie publisher, which I've heard good things about. Um, actually, our friends over at uh, Four Letter Nerd. Um, have been doing some features on um on valiant yes, they have. and uh i'll check that out it, sound, it sounds like they have some some cool stuff over there so um so anyway i mean it it sounds cool i'm sure you're going to get you know some some collected trades and stuff like that that are really like big titles like you do on netflix like every now and then you'll get a you know a big t- uh i don't know like i'm trying to think of a big movie that's like uh avengers or whatever sure um but then you also have stuff you've never ever heard of and that you're not interested in so i don't know it's only um what nine dollars a month yep. 8.99 yeah exactly um and um you know they've got they've got all kinds of stuff they've got the avengers here they've got captain america spider-man um all that good stuff um and uh i i think it's good that there's a competitor to um Comicsology, which is now owned by Netflix, um, so that's a good thing. By Amazon. And oh yeah, sorry, Amazon. I meant Amazon. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, um, that's what I do. That's what. Yeah. I'm here. And, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, and so this is kind of an interesting. I mean, this this way of of providing literature to people um, as a service has been. Um, has also been tried by a, a company called Oyster, which is a nine ninety five um, per month service yeah. that offers a million books to subscribers. Um, 
from the from the big five publishers and then and then Kindle has a Kindle un unlimited which is ten dollars a month and you have access to six hundred thousand titles so uh, you know this idea that you would pay a monthly fee and you have access to whichever books you want at any time is is pretty interesting except it's not that interesting considering libraries exist <laughs> <laughs> and have existed for i don't know over 100 years um like like the carnegie library model you know yeah that model um, yeah i was about to say libraries I mean, you know. I mean, libraries have existed for thousands yeah, of years, but, but this current like, model, the library, yeah. like like local libraries in the United States, have existed since I don't know, since the golden the golden age. Um, yeah. And uh, and so you know, I I don't know. Um, I I guess if you want to read on your on a device, then this is the way to do it. Man, your voice was dripping with disdain just then. I sorry. I mean, I could never. I, I could never. I can't read on an iPad, and I can't either. I mean, I just gave you a hard time right there, but I. The same amount of disdain is in my voice when I talk about e-readers. So, and I'm not. I don't want to be like precious about it. Like, I think that if you have a device and that's what you want to read on, like that's fine. I can't do it. I I can't sit and read, um, fiction at long stretches on a screen. Um, and I understand that the Kindle has the e, the e-ink display, which simulates paper, mm -hmm. but the Kindles that I've seen, the, um, whatever algorithm they use to, to typeset the text of a book is so atrociously awful. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's not, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I nitpick about these things, but, but that's not like a huge overstatement. It's, it's bad. Like you, you pick any book off your shelf, really almost any book off your shelf, even like a, even a, a trade paperback novel that you bought for $5, you know, somewhere um, at the grocery store and look at the way the text is justified and then pick up a Kindle and look at the way the text is justified on a Kindle. And it is, I mean, it's really bad and it, and it affects, and it affects the reading. This is such a nerdy, stupid conversation. That's why we're talking about it. It, it, aff it affects the, it affects the, the, the quality of the reading experience. No, I totally agree. And, book design matters. And the interact, and the interaction that you have with the book. And so, I mean, paper, I don't know. Paper, I like paper, but I don't want to get all precious about it. But I think, but I think that the way that the text is, is displayed on the page, whether it's a e-ink display or a screen or, um, or, or a, or a paper, a paper book, um, whatever it is, it, it should be, it should it should add to the experience and it can add to the experience. Um, so I would never want to read a, I mean, that's just my whole explanation about why I wouldn't want to read. I wouldn't get this oyster thing. I wouldn't do Kindle unlimited um, unless they really step up their design. I don't think Amazon cares. They just want to control the market. Sure. Um, but I do like, I do like reading comic books on my iPad. Um, I've done so with a handful of titles on, um, on, on um, Comixology, yeah. and I really, enjoy, I really, I've really enjoyed it. Um, and um, and so this this scri scribbed scribbed, I don't know why I can't scribbed say it. 
because it's not a word. Yeah. Um, but um, this is this is interesting. I could see myself um, signing up for it if I had more time to read, um, and I could see you know asking for it for for birthday or Christmas or whatever. So. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a cool thing. I think, I think it is a, a cool thing. thing. Um, you know, I will get precious and say that the paper matters, uh, the tactile yeah. experience matters. Uh, yeah, sure. Book design matters. Like I'll, man, talk about something I would argue on the internet all day long about. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and comic books for me are even more so like Interesting. the experience of, uh, you know, flipping the page you know, mm-hmm. the trade in hand matters to me. Um, yeah, you know, but yeah. I am excited for something that, um, is pushing more comics to the masses and giving people an easy and accessible way, uh, to read this stuff. And, and, and this isn't a, like a totally new concept. You could have gotten Marvel unlimited, um, for, yeah. you know, monthly or yearly subscription and, and gotten all of Marvel's content. But, the way that this is going to be set up to, you know, um, kind of give you more information about the comics to, mm-hmm. um, encourage you to check out new titles based on what you like a lot, like Netflix's model, you know, all of that is stuff that's going to be kind of new and different. And, and I'm excited for people for that. It's just not going to be something I ever do. Um, yeah, sure, and and I understand that. Another thing I should I should say and go back to this idea of um, sort of printing a book on physical paper rather than on some kind of display um, is that um, a few um, a few studies have come out recently that show um, that um, reading comprehension is actually better when you read on a um, on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 being able to comprehend the text and recall information later um, is, I mean, like far and away better uh, on physical paper than it is on any kind of display, e-ink or a or a um, LED display. Um, so that, I think that's interesting, um, and uh, it's certainly interesting from a um, from the perspective of um, education. Sure. Um, although maybe these kids who are coming up with, you know, screens everywhere will have sort of a, almost like a new technology, you know, that they, they have a more native way of interacting with screens that allows them to comprehend information on a screen better than, than I can, because I came up, you know, reading on a, on a printed page. Um, that very well may be, but. And, and then um, they'll grow but, up and they'll become Terminators and I wish I, I had never turned 30. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. Um, and so, <laughs> so uh, uh, for me, um, that's another important reason to to read on paper because um, because I want to be able to, <laughs> to remember what I read. You know, I, especially if I'm reading, you know, something as dense as as philosophy or theology or history or whatever. So. Um, I can't see myself doing that on a on a screen either, um, but uh, but yeah, um, but it, yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool thing. It, it's a big announcement. It was kind of it was all over the place today on the internet. So um, if you were following the right people on Twitter, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, other than that, I wanted to say. Well, did you have anything else to add about Scribd? No, no, I'm okay. I'm good. We covered it. 
Other than that, other than that, then you're against it. You're a zealot. You're. <laughs> other, you think it's terrible. Other than that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, my only viewpoint is just so snobbish, and that because yeah, right. my go-to viewpoint for that is I can see how that would be good for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we could. All, I mean, we shouldn't, but we could also have a long conversation about um, digital rights management and the fact that if I want to give you a, a comic book or a book or whatever that I own, I can just hand it to you, and no one can do anything to us. Um, but um, yeah, if you want, uh, if you want Logan and I to have that listener, if you want us to have that conversation, just yeah you know messages or something we'll talk tell us we'll talk about we will that. talk about it we'll talk maybe about that, that should be maybe that should be a supplementary a supplementary podcast but um well okay so let's put the script to bed and i just want to say um i'm also excited uh we um have started a new feature on the beard uh this this week um it's going to be a monthly thing probably the second the second Monday of the month, unless there's like a special holiday or whatever. Um, and, uh, one of our friends, uh, Matthew has uh, started contributing, um, drink recipes and reviews and things like that. Um, to, uh, to, to the beard. He also went to Vanderbilt university, uh, divinity school. And, um, and so, uh, he needs an outlet for his, for his rage and sadness. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So we invited him. We invited him to in, invite our readers to to get drunk. And uh, he's a funny guy and uh, and a really good writer. So we're excited to have him aboard. Um, and uh, yeah, go check that out at disembodiedbeard.net. Uh, we need Twitter fo- followers. We only have yes, thirty three right now, which is kind of a travesty. And yeah, um, if you're on Twitter, just and, I mean, we're not yeah, gonna blow up your it, account or anything. But right, you it, should follow it's us. beard. It's beard ramblings. We post, you know two three times a week um it's not annoying and uh we'd love we'd love love you to follow that follow follow us there we're also on facebook of course which is terrible and um what else uh i guess that's i guess that's it i don't know i i wish we had a funny way to end the podcast here but i don't know if we do 